We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Time now for WEEI Football Sunday with Fitzy and Hart. WEEI Football Sunday is co-sponsored by Zudi. Build any application your company needs in one week. Visit ZUDY.com for your free trial. By New England Recovery Center in Westboro, where recovery is possible. By your local New England Kubota tractor dealers. By Northeast Electrical, where pros need pros at needco.com. By Catches Law Group, the personal injury pros at catcheslaw.com. And by Anderson Windows and your local Anderson Windows dealer. Now, WEEI Football Sunday. Hour number three, the power hour of WEEI Football Sunday coming at you with Fitzy and Hart, the Six Rings brothers here on Boston Sports Original, 93.7 FM, WEEI, WEEI.com, and on the Odyssey app. Don't have the Odyssey app? Just simply go to the Google Play or the Apple iTunes store and download AUDACY today. It was published on Thursday morning, January 26, 2023, in the year of our Lord, inside the most dysfunctional Patriots season under Bill Belichick, quote, I've never seen anything like it. Sub-headliner Bill O'Brien inherits a mess. Written by Andrew Callahan and Karen Garigian at the Boston Herald. It set the dialogue in the city for a couple of days. Went national, hyper-national, viral, however you choose to describe it. Pretty much everyone was talking about it everywhere on the radio, the podcast, the TV, and beyond. And as I pointed out the other day, Andy, and continue to maintain, I'm actually glad this was published. I'm glad this is all out there so we can purge ourselves of it, so we can be done talking about the drama, the failure, the frustrations, the consternation that plagued the coaching staff and everything inside Gillette Stadium which obviously permeated the exterior of it because it was a very frustrating season for Patriots fans this year. If anyone hasn't read it, I highly recommend you give it a Google, you check it out, and give a follow to Karen and Andrew on the tweet machine as well. They do terrific work. Um, That all being said, Andy, I would love to now, uh, just sort of a couple of days removed from the initial concussion of the bomb blast as this was dropped on Thursday, what is sticking with you the most from this piece and the just bananas season that it detailed? I still think it, it it gets back to whatever the relationship is between Bill Belichick and Mac Jones. Um, you know, in mm-hmm. there, Mac Jones doesn't didn't like Joe Judge at all, and Joe Judge is still around. So, not that he's going to be coaching uh, mm-hmm. Mac Jones, but he's still around still at practice and we all saw the the barbs that that Mac Jones's um reputation took his style you know guys like Boomer Esiason saying there's a douchiness to his game because yeah, of the that, way he was, that was acting a tough one. yeah that was that was a, i think that was and and I've always questioned Mac Jones way he carries himself but I thought specifically the on-field stuff that Boomer was kind of talking about um, now put into perspective with this story, the dysfunction. Mm-hmm. It's interesting. It's in, but most important is whatever the relationship is between Mac Jones, Bill Belichick, and to a lesser degree, other guys. You know, the Kendrick Bournes of the world who saw a year of their career um, wasted or 
or sort of push back a year of their career. How about some of their their reputation? Like right. when you when you end up getting benched multiple times and you're getting a quarter of the playing time that you did the previous year when people everyone under the sun had you tabbed for breakout star and you become a borderline cut candidate trade target and uh you know Patriots pariah I mean there are so many people I would almost imagine there were a number of guys on this team that would want to run it back mostly just to prove a point just to showcase how bad things were and that everyone gets a, you wrote a piece earlier this week about, you know, we can stop the Mac bashing now. Like, do you understand how little of this was truly his fault? Right. We keep getting nailed time and again for being Mac apologists and being in Mac's back pocket. I, 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 I want him to succeed because I love watching New England Patriots football and they're my favorite sporting team. They, I'll go cradle to grave and box to wire. You want to see it because a lot of us want to continue to feel validated and vindicated in this. We have no other horse or stake in this race. Like the, we don't benefit from Mac Jones having a good next year and apologizing for him or making excuses for him this year beyond kind of just like overstating the obvious. It wasn't this was not his fault. Are you kidding? No, but now what is what is the working environment moving forward? That's why I asked Curran when we spoke with him at eleven o'clock, does Bill Belichick need to address this with Mac Jones or with the team or with Kendrick Bourne in any form or fashion? And maybe not, maybe it's as simple as this is Billy O'Brien's offense now, and these guys all answer to Billy O'Brien, and they'll have a respect for Billy O'Brien based on his history and his accomplishments, but also a respect for him because he's not Joe Judge and Matt Patricia, and just you know the the opportunity for a new relationship with a more competent uh, people in charge of the operation. But to me, that's the like this story feels like it's the final sort of putting to bed of what actually happened. Now we know we can move on. We've cleansed. But what is left over from that? Are there any sore feelings um, from what took place last year? And if those need to be mended, how do you mend them? And, and how does that process begin and end? I can't imagine that there are any hurt feelings right now, that there is any lingering soreness that can't be appeased or smoothed over than with just a, a little new coaching, one nice meeting with the the, the new offensive coordinator, like, I think the sigh of relief that came with Bill O'Brien's hiring and a new staff coming in with a whole new attitude, new fresh approach to things, just the confidence of having competency returned, competence, excuse me, rather, returned to the play calling and the actual structure in place, the accountability now. Like, last year it was Bill Belichick saying, like, if anything goes wrong, come to me. Like, well, Bill, so much went wrong. I'm not sure if you wanted to keep hearing about it. Now there's somebody else that can say, like, no, I'm running the offense. I, I, this is what I do. I've done this before as opposed to what happened last year. Now you've got people that are accountable. I think that will go so far in making guys like Kendrick Bourne, Ramondre Stevenson, Jacoby Myers, hopefully should he re-sign with the team. And above all, Mac Jones feels so much better about the direction they're headed. And I think any and all thoughts, and we'll get to the NFL potential QB carousel coming up in just a little bit. Any and all thoughts that they're going to move on from Mac Jones because of issues he had with the play calling and frustrations that boiled over between Bill Belichick and Mac Jones. I think now that we've restored order in house Belichick with Bill O'Brien, I think we can move safely past those. Would you agree? I would agree with that. I think there is a, a vocal portion of the fan base and population that does not agree. There's a lot of people that unbelievable think mac jones stinks thinks he's a baby thinks he's a spoiled brat thinks he's this thinks he's that and maybe they're right and maybe there are are aspects of that in his game we'll find out in year three is my belief we and and that's the opportunity that he deserves under billy o'brien to prove whatever he is good and bad for once and for all moving forward on his rookie contract and then as you start to think about Ooh, would i want him around long term or do i want to move mm -hmm. on from him um, I think that's where we are. But there are people that hate Mac. I mean, the text line just lights up when you say anything about Mac that's good or not negative. Like, wow, there are people there are people that what hate do they him. want from us? What quarter? Like, why? Why no quarter towards Mac Jones? Just be he showed he showed the worst side of himself this year for sure. Like the, the exacerbation of his particular he didn't go full lebron pounding the court every time there was a terrible play call drawn up on third and seven and a receiver wouldn't even open up for 15 yards 
and he would throw the ball and get hit and then all of a sudden like pound the turf. But yes, he did wave off his coaches. Yes, he swore in their direction. Yes, he was caught multiple times uh, delivering what uh, Mr. Spock used to call colorful metaphors on camera this year. I got it. The worst of what Mac Jones could look like as quarterback and competitor was brought out this year. But it, we got to give him a we got to give him a mulligan. You just used a first round draft pick on him. This isn't Josh Rosen. This isn't Sam Darnold. This kid can do a hell of a lot more than I think those guys, uh, those guys ever did. You saw his potential tapped into year one. Now maybe Billy O'Brien can tap back into that 2021 potential that Josh McDaniels helped bring out and do more with him. But you got to take a chance, otherwise his value is through the floor right now. Yeah, you can't. I'm. I think you and I were the ones that had that call where the guys like trade him to the Raiders for the number seven pick. Okay, I would probably sure. do that. <laughs> yeah, and, and also would. send me back the deeds and ownership right to Caesar's Palace or the right. Luxor. Right. Like, well, what are you doing it. here? Um, so you're not you're not going to get value from Mac Jones if you want to move on from him. You also might have trouble replacing him at even the competent level that he played as a rookie. Um, and I know there's dreams of Jimmy Garoppolo and Tom Brady and whoever else people may think would be good for the job. Um, but I think you're going to have Mac Jones as your quarterback. How do you find the best way to make that succeed this season is the question. And are there any lingering issues based on last year? I don't think there will be, but it did seem personal at times for some of these people. And it certainly reads as personal at times in the, the Boston Herald story about the dysfunction of the Patriots coaching and offense. So, I just wonder, because, you know, we're all human beings, Fitzy, right? We we can move mm-hmm. on, but we don't necessarily forget. Like, sometimes we remember things, and sometimes it, it plays a role moving forward. And I just wonder if there's any of that for them next year. Can Bill O'Brien be the great uniter and bring Belichick and Mac Jones together? And more importantly, can he make the offense work? And maybe more importantly, a little personal and selfish note for you, Patriots fans. Can Bill O'Brien do what some of you think is the impossible and make you like Mac Jones again? 617-779-7937 is the telephone number. The board is lit up. We are fully loaded with you, the good callers of WEI, Pats Nation, and beyond. We'll get to all of you on the other side. But first, here he is, the one, the only, Ethan Aristodoulou with Trending Now. Now, here's what's trending on WEEI. Trending now here at WEEI and WEEI.com. Championship Sunday is here for the NFL. You can catch both games right here on WEEI with pregame coverage beginning right after the show at 2 p.m. Kickoff for 49ers and Eagles is set for three and Bengals and Chiefs at 6.30. The Celtics snapped a three-game losing streak against the L.A. Lakers last night in an overtime thriller, 125-121. to Jalen Brown leading the way in scoring for the Celtics with 37 points on the night. Anthony Davis after the game, livid, stating that the Lakers were cheated out of a victory due to a missed foul right before the end of the fourth quarter on LeBron James. Celtics are off until this Wednesday when they host the Brooklyn Nets. Tip-off for that game is at 7.30. And your Boston Bruins stunned by the Florida Panthers 4-3 in overtime last night. Alexander Barkov of the Panthers scored with just 1.4 seconds left in regulation to force overtime before Sam Reinhart put it in the Bruins' net in just 17 seconds into overtime to give them the victory. The Bruins play again tonight in North Carolina against the Hurricanes. Puck drop for that game is set for 5 p.m. And it's the football postseason, win or go home, and Boston Sports Original has all the news, all the takes, and all the games. WEEI's coverage of the NFL playoffs is sponsored by Wise Snacks. Go to wisegameday.com for your chance to win one of 100 authentic pro football jerseys. I'm Ethan Rizzadulu, and that's what's trending here at WEEI and WEEI.com. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. 
plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. What a glorious day for football it is. Andy, it is bittersweet. The last Sunday of multiple NFL football games. Just three games left. Two Sundays with NFL action before we go into our seven-month cocoon of depression and having to do things like talk to other people and spend time with our family, address Long overdue home projects and more. Ah, oh, what am I going to do? Read books again? How long? Uh, not to bring up a sore subject, but uh, how long's this promise to your mother that you've left uh, unfulfilled? Oh, the two books I have to read. Yeah, it's gone on for a while now. Maybe, no maybe better time to address it than the present, right? Maybe you should start that. I mean, yeah, they're both really long ones, though. Yeah, but open the book. The The journey of a thousand miles begins with a single step, and maybe you'll love it. Tell me, I'm not sure if other people are like this as, as well. Um, I know you read a good deal. Uh, I used to read a lot more when I lived in the city, and I would take mass transit more often. I just find I yep. end up getting caught up to, with social media, domestic details, and whatnot. I have, a, I have a stack of books that I have read either the first 15 to 50 pages of, and I've gotten into so many different ones, hoping that something would be the catalyst to getting me back to reading regularly again. And now, all of those books, I wonder if I just need to restart them because I'm so far off from when I began them that I've done myself no proper service by having a couple of nightly reads of this sports book and this biography and this piece of fiction and this graphic novel. Like, my library's a mess right now. Yep, same. I got a bunch of books in a in a variety of genres and paperback hardcover that i've started and then something else comes along and i start that and then you're right then you're like well can i still pick up where i was because i don't nope. really remember exactly what i read so nope i need to restart it and i think that keeps you from restarting it because you're like that's a waste so i don't want to restart <laughs> exactly it, so exactly yeah. no, no i weird. read every day because i read with the five-year-old and the nine-year-old so i read a picture book to one i'm reading like <laughs> harry potter or other stuff <laughs> I don't think that counts for you. Oh, That's damn. their reading time, not yours. I tried. <laughs> I tried. Yeah, like I got this great book by um, Bill Geist, Willie Geist's uh, dad, uh, who used to do such an amazing job on CBS Sunday Morning about his time. Like, what's it called? Little League Confidential. I'm halfway through that. I probably should restart it, especially if I'm coaching this fall. The yeah. Amazing Adventures of Cavalier and Clay. It's too long to finish, but, oh, I need to get back into it. Uh, Jeff Perlman's great book, Football for a Buck, Life in the... Uh, the original dysfunction of the USFL, like all this great yep. stuff that I'm in, I think I'm going to have to hit the reset button on all of them. Oh, well. And then, of course, I got to read the two I promised my mom, Rich Man, Poor Man, and Tommy Curran's favorite, Lonesome Dove. That's 900 pages, and it's printed in, like, font three. Good Lord. Why'd you ever make the promise? 900 I know. Pages? Well, that's what I always do. I end up making promises that my time and mind can't cash. Oh, well. First world problems, we got them all for you here on WEF Football Sunday. Let's go back to the phones. Alex down in Taunton, um, not a Mac Jones fan. We're here for it. What's up, Alex? Not a Mac Jones fan. The last five games with Josh McDaniels, he could not play well at all, and that was when Josh was there. So last year just exposed Mac Jones. He can't bring a team back, all right? So, um, you know, I don't think he would, you know, whether it's with Bill O'Brien or not. I mean, when Mac Jones was playing for uh, – Alabama. I mean, the score was fifty to two, so he didn't have to ever come back. <laughs> How'd they you, give up a safety? You know, Alex, I'm joking, but you know, I know, no, 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 Alex. Is I that, know. 
Is Bill Belichick a good coach? Yes. Did the Patriots suck in 2000? Uh, I forgot their record. Did they, Five and uh, 11. Five and 11. Right. So if you had moved on from Bill Belichick in 2000, you would have been moving on from what some people believe is the greatest coach in NFL history. My only point is you're judging Mac on his rookie year, and I think you should because this year was a debacle and it wasn't his fault. But his rookie year, there were some ups, there were some downs. The team and he faded to some degree. I think that's gotten a little overblown. But my point is I, I do think just basing him on the end of his rookie NFL season, which may have been post-rookie wall, is a little bit much. He claimed post-rookie wall. I mean, it was a weird statement. I had never heard from anybody saying, you know, I anticipated the break Remember at that time. It's like nobody's ever talked that way. I mean, you've never heard Brady talk about, you know, some sort of wall and whatever. And I didn't know whether that was uh, Bill Belichick telling him or whether he just said, well, I overestimated uh, myself or something. And it's, that was a weird statement in that uh, uh, rookie season. Okay, but the thing is, Matt Jones doesn't have it to bring a team back. Okay. All right, and you know that's you know I mean that's I mean I don't think he can do that. I mean if you're uh, if if the Alabama team is ahead fifty fifty two to three, I mean you know you're ahead. You know there's not no point in playing. You know I don't know. All right, thank Matt you very Jones- much for the call. Appreciate the call, Alex. I get Sporting. it. I listen, and I. I agree uh, to a, to this extent. Mac Jones, to date, lacks a signature win or special comeback to date. Now, he has only been a quarterback, starting quarterback in the NFL for two seasons, and he missed a bunch of games. Not a bunch. He missed three games this year. He doesn't have that epic comeback. He doesn't have the signature victory. Uh, he doesn't have a... T- put it this way. He doesn't have a Tom Brady win yet, Andy, so... In lacking that to date to win over the fan base, even though it sure as hell seemed like everyone was pretty won over by the end of 2021, the sad sack finish, the sad trombone finish to the season and playoff decimation all in total, all in total, I still feel like uh, people were high on him last year and this year everyone hopped off board the Mac train lacking that signature win still. How did all of a sudden everyone forget what he was capable or showed he was capable of last year so quickly? Oh, so you too have noticed that his rookie year somehow got worse after his sophomore year. Retroactively, people are now grading his end of his rookie year much more negatively than they did at the time. You've noticed that? Because I've noticed that from fans and media alike. People Mm -hmm. that are haters of Mac Jones were more vociferous after this year about his struggles as a rookie than they were after the actual supposed struggles as a rookie. And I find that very interesting. Very, it, it, very interesting. It's very interesting. Is this, is this our first, uh, is this our first uh, edition of You People? Uh, a little bit. There's a little bit of the, the You People, Mac Jones hater. You People tend to uh, manipulate situations and facts to, and I do this as well, me people do this too, but um, <laughs> manipulate them to your uh, side of the argument or your uh, needs as you debate certain things. Um, but his rookie year was what it was. It was good, right. not great. If you're a promoter, you say Pro Bowl. If you're a pr- promoter, you say double-digit wins. If you're a promoter, you say postseason. If you're a hater, you say, well, he faded down the stretch, and what's his signature win, and show me the good teams that he beat, and blah, blah, blah. Like You can manipulate either, and that's the problem with a limited sampling. You know what? You know who never faced that issue? A name that the caller just brought up, so I'm going to bring it up. Tom Brady never faced that issue because he never played as a rookie. He couldn't win 10 games. He couldn't go to the playoffs. He couldn't throw interceptions. He couldn't not have a signature win as a rookie because he didn't play as a rookie. So there's just some perspective that I feel like is needed with trying to put Mac Jones. Uh, and I still think it comes back to A. Mac Jones' physical abilities. Whether Mm -hmm. they'll acknowledge it or not, people are fearful that Mac Jones doesn't measure up to Patrick Mahomes and Josh Allen and these modern quarterbacks physically. And Joe Burrow and Trevor Lawrence and the stack of studs that is building in front of him, the logjam of talent in the AFC, Andy. So then move on from him because he didn't have those when you drafted him and you still drafted him. 
He did not have those abilities. He had superpowers, to use Orlovsky's term. That is his brain and his recognition and his accuracy and his timeliness and all those things that are not measurable in the form that Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes measure them. But you drafted him. At, it's why some of us didn't believe he was a first-round pick, including Orlovsky. Like, oh, well, he's kind of got second, third-round talent, but he got pushed up. You took him. And you were seemingly happy with him. Bill Belichick, Robert Kraft, fans were happy with Mac Jones until this year. So mm-hmm. this year changes how you felt last year, which I just find curious. Interesting indeed. Uh, we go line one, Allison in Cambridge. Hello, Allison. How are you? Hi, guys. I'm good. How are you guys? Very well, thank you. I was going to comment about an annoying way that people, some people are dealing with the article that was written. But I have to say, I really like Mac, and I liked him last year, and I still like him. And I think that everybody should do the thought experiment of imagining Tom Brady being given the situation that Tom Brady also was in his second year, which was Mac's first year. So imagine Tom Brady, I'm going to give him his second year. He has Josh and the team, and everyone's forgetting that we were dependent, we were missing a third down back. I mean, James White wasn't mm-hmm. expecting to have him get hurt at the beginning of the year. I think that did make a difference, especially getting towards the end of the season. And that Mac did play well in, in the postseason game last year. But imagine Tom Brady do, going through having Josh, and then having and, and then having this freak show, this circus show that went on this year, a very bad circus. I mean, how would Tom Brady have done? Would he have ever become Tom Brady? I mean, people would have been, and everyone's also forgetting that. So you should do that thought experiment, and also people should remember what people said about Tom Brady. I mean, it really wasn't until '07 when he was given Randy Moss and, and Wes Welker that people thought that he could really throw the ball downfield. I mean, people were still calling him a brain. I mean, you know what it is? Okay, I am a native New Yorker, and people in Boston are so much harder on their teams. I mean, that people are forgetting how hard that we we twist ourselves. I mean, yes, some of it comes nationally, but a lot of it comes locally, too. And so, I mean, do you agree with me with what I'm saying? Oh, yeah, we are very hard. We can we can turn on people very quickly. No, no, but also and also my thought experiment that if Tom Brady, I mean, who would have been put in this situation would have done better? And who's expecting a rookie? Because if you throw out this year, who's expecting a rookie to have a signature win? And in some ways, the fact that he played well in that postseason game when everyone else played terrible, that is kind of a signature win, at least for himself. But I'll make the point I was going to make about the article. I heard somebody say that the players, that the article, that the players get to skate on it. They had to live through that season, and also it potentially hurt them professionally and economically, especially Mac Jones and maybe Kendrick Bourne, when those two coaches, when Matt, Patricia and, and Joe Judge are getting paid millions of dollars for their failed, ha- 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 failed coachdom in other places. I mean, they're the ones whose career was, was potentially hurt by it. I mean, so to say that the, the players skated by in the article and you're blaming everything on, on the coaches, it's like, well, the, the coaches weren't because of, like, that ridiculous player the, 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 the sitting into it. I mean, they basically they weren't. First of all, the coaches are responsible for, for the play on the field, largely. Yeah. I mean, you can't say that football, that coaches matter more than in any other sport and then, like, and then just, just let go of it and say, well, they should have just been able to do it on their own. It's like kind of imagining a ballet. If you don't have a choreographer, it's like, well, you dancers, you know what to do. Just do it. It's like. Right. Yeah, it's if you're going to argue that. point, Allison. Great point. Thank you If you're going to argue coaches it. matter more and then it fails, well, then some of it is on coaching. And I'd also argue that in football, where you communicate with players on the field, at least offensively, verbally, in between plays for, you know, right up until seconds before the play happens to say coaches aren't involved or can't impact it or players are out there, they should know what to do, they should know where the situation is sort of ridiculous. And don't tell me players got off the hook. We're talking about Mac Jones and how much people hate him right now after they loved him as a rookie. Don't tell me he's off the hook from this season. He's taken as many barbs as anybody, probably more. He's getting a full no-confidence vote or at least enough of a majority no-confidence vote, it seems, from Pat's Nation. And you wrote earlier this week that Mac Jones, you've got to stop blaming him. But that said, now here's the one thing I want everyone to think of as well. 2023, if last year was the blameless season for Mac Jones or he can do no wrong, well, he really didn't do, he did a few things wrong for sure. But it wasn't a scot-free year for him because listen to the way people are criticizing him and have lost their faith in him. 2023 is the, okay, now no excuses, Mac. Now you, now you have to go out there and prove that you're the franchise quarterback. Now you have to prove that you deserve and have merited the confidence of this ravenous fan base that is dying for a quarterback 
to come in and at least just lead them back to the playoffs. Show them you can be a competent leader of men and that you're the reason that they should get excited about every single Sunday or every given Sunday with maybe a Monday or Thursday thrown in between. Uh, reminder, this hour of WEF Football Sunday is brought to you by Wise Snacks. It's the football postseason. Win or go home. I say you win. And Boston Sports Original got all the news, all the takes, and all the games. WEI's coverage of the NFL playoffs is sponsored by Wise Snacks. Go to wisegameday.com for your chance to win one of 100 authentic pro football jerseys. Andy, quick update to what we opened the show with today as we were discussing the non-call at the end of the game that benefited the Celtics tremendously, helping send the game to overtime that they ultimately won against the Lakers, 125-121. That would be the Jason Tatum, uh, I'm not going to call it contact. I think we referred to it as an audible slap of LeBron James's left forearm, causing him to miss the layup. No foul was called. Dennis Schroeder, who used to play for the Celtics last year before they let him go and then uh, turned around their season, now plays for the Lakers. He put on his IG stories just about an hour ago, Andy. He tagged the NBA. At NBA, the refs got to start getting fined for their mistakes. They also giving technical fouls to people who are reacting to their mistakes. The replay center should also use replay to get these calls right especially on an important play like the obvious foul on LeBron at the end of the game. This needs to stop. We need every win we can to get in this league to reach our goals. To lose three to five games this season off of referees' mistakes is really hard. Uh, That's going to cost him, and you know what? Good for him. I, I would pay the fine for that if I were LeBron James or a teammate of his or if my last name was Buss the same way I would for Patrick Beverly's all-time camera technical last night. Yeah, I mean, there's... It's hard to disagree with what he's saying. I don't know the fine system. I don't know exactly how you police it. It was an egregious mistake that they admitted to right away. Like the the yeah. the pool report said, you know, we we didn't think there was a foul, but the crew was wrong on that or something like that. They even um, ran over to the Lakers after the game and were or in overtime. One report read and they we're like, sorry about that. Our bad. But that doesn't change that you screwed up, and these are big boys. This isn't like my son's freshman game a couple of years ago where they called a guy down by contact on a 90-yard touchdown run and immediately told the coach, my bad, I shouldn't have blown the whistle. He wasn't even close to being down. Okay, that's one thing. It's some guy making 70 bucks doing a freshman football game. This is a guy who is in the NBA. Like, he's making big money to make big-time decisions in big-time games, and he big-time screwed up, and... There really aren't ramifications, nothing significant for him. Um, but the flip side I would also say is mm -hmm. my guy Jalen Brown missed two free throws that lost the Celtics a game the other night, right? Mm -hmm. Did he get fined? For missing free throws? Yeah. Uh, no. Well, I mean, the emotional that the emotional tax that he had to pay and the, the haranguing he took from the local media sure. and fans was probably sure. more, than, more than fine enough. But isn't that his job, to make those free throws? Yep. And he didn't. Should he be fined, just like the ref should be fined? That's his job to make that call. He missed the call. He's getting, what, what's your word, harangued. He's getting harangued in the media. Should he be yep. fined for making the same mistake, essentially, that Jalen Brown did? Hmm. Very interesting. Didn't expect you to take it that way. I didn't uh, either. I didn't even know where I was going when I started. That probably sums up the majority of what you say <laughs> and how you say it on this radio station. And right now, we appreciate you for it. Why don't we just tap out, actually, on a solid note there and go to commercial, pay some bills, Come back with more of your Patriots talk, questions, calls, and we will officially begin our championship Sunday preview. Just a little over two hours until 49ers and Eagles, followed by Bengals at Chefs. If all things play out right, it could be a champ Sunday for the ages. Our pal Shime Time, Chris Shime from the Greg Hill Morning Show, joins us at 120 with best bets for champ Sunday. It's all happening here. Fitzy and Hart, WEI Football Sunday. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. 
Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission. Back to the phones we go. People are weighing in on a little bit of everything. Bill Belichick, Champ Sunday, Mac Jones, LeBron James. I love it, Andy. We got that nice casino buffet of calls, topics, and interest. Makes for a beautiful way to get ready for an awesome Sunday of football. Uh, let's go down to your uh, nape of the woods, neck of the way. What brings you here? Brian is in Dartmouth, wants to talk a little LeBron James. How you doing, Brian? Hey, guys. What's up? What, what we witnessed... Um, with the Celtics game the other night was an eye for an eye, okay? And I'll explain it this way. I'm so sick of it, LeBron James. Okay, he got apparently he got fouled after we watched a video, but when you watched it live, it did not appear to be a foul, all right? And we're not going to slow down every missed shot to see if there was a foul. It looked like a good, clean block, and that was the game. But when we watch LeBron play basketball, it's like watching a Rocky documentary of how Sylvester Stallone was in the ring and he made the punches look real. Because for the, for the past few years, we've seen LeBron um, flop, not get hit in the face. You, you thought he got punched in the face on a layup. And all this is going on, and he got the calls when there was no contact. So this was a, an eye for an eye. This is, you know, the Celtics uh, and the NBA, uh, you know, getting back at LeBron for all the – the dramatics and the theatrics that he plays on the basketball court. So, you know, him crying for over a minute on the floor like he lost his dog of 14 years, he had to put him to sleep, is ridiculous, okay? And you should have, if you know, you should have came in overtime and won the game, but you didn't. And I know the past few games they've showed it, uh, maybe the past four out of five, there was some no calls that should have went the Lakers' way. But this is all karma for LeBron flopping on the floor when he doesn't even get hit. So I don't feel bad for the guy. That's I think a, that's a good that, call. That's a that's a rock-solid call. I imagine your daughter is probably not a big fan of LeBron yeah, James. Yeah, well, she, she wants to get home, but i got to make this call because I'm, I'm aggravated. It, it, it <laughs> aggravates me. I'm ready for football today, and uh, I'm sick of LeBron. So Hey, Brian, I'm going to make it a prerequisite with this call going forward, then we'll let you go. All callers need to let us know uh, who they have in the NFC and AFC championships. Who are you rooting yeah, for? Yeah, so I, I like uh, I like the Bengals and San Fran. Bengals and San Fran I'm going with. Super Bowl okay. 23 rematch. I think I don't think you'd find many people complaining about it except people that live in Philadelphia and, of course, <laughs> Kansas City. Thanks so much for the call, guys. Have a great day. All right, thank you. So that's a great point, Andy. Maybe LeBron didn't get the call because he's the boy who cried wolf. Uh, like He has not curried favor with the refs like, listen, LeBron, you'll get your calls, but we're not going to let you play favorites, even if it's so obvious, so egregious as a slap on the forearm from Jason Tatum. There also could just be human error as well, but putting karma in the equation, that's kind of fun. Yeah, and he is a guy. Brian's right. There are times when he gets barely touched or not touched at all and flails and does like the, oh, my eye, like rubs the eye, like, oh, my God, I think I might be blinded from that hit. And you're like, did he even touch you? And you're one of the biggest, most athletic, muscular freaks in the NBA on the court at any one time. So... I'm here for that. It balances. I also just think it balances out. Like calls get missed in the NBA all the time. It's it's mm-hmm. the one refing job that I do think is super hard, super fast. And did you, you say know, like, refing job or effing job? Refing job. That there's just so much that goes on that it evens out. Yeah, you're going to get away with a foul. You're not going to get a call. You're going to not get a back and forth. And it just happened to be at the end of the game for him. So, cry me a river. Nate is in the truck calling into WEEI. Wants to talk a little Mac Jones. What's up, buddy? Hey, what's going on, guys? How you doing? Hey, good, good. I think the best thing that I've heard out of this whole thing with Mac Jones, and I'm not a Mac Jones guy, is Albert Breer made sense. He said Mac Jones since high school and college that he's always had guys surrounding him that have elite players. Okay, so he didn't have to step up his game. He didn't have to win a game for you. So, And even in Alabama, if you look at it, Jalen Hurts and Tua is right in front of him, okay? 
So then when he came to the NFL, they actually, they actually coddled him his first year. Never had, if you look at the stats too, he's never had to come back in a game whatsoever. And if you look yep. at the guys this, this, past, uh, this weekend now, Jalen Hurts, he's had to come back, use his legs, won a game. Patrick Mahomes uses, uses legs, can pass. Um, Joe Burrow, same thing. If you look at this past 20 years of Super Bowl winning quarterback, there's only two, Joe Flacco and Nick Foles, that you can look at and go, okay, it, it's a system. It just doesn't work anymore. And seeing that we don't have a number one receiver and seeing that Mac Jones is he's a tennis brat and he can't get along with his coaches, I just think we're wasting time to find that elite guy because what's going to happen, in my opinion, in the next couple of years, I don't care who you bring, Bill O'Brien, um, you can bring in Sean Payton. You can't fix that not having the it. I don't think they're going to look – I don't think his teammates can – right, he's going to take it, take it to the – Oh, okay. phone, phone's cutting out. On, there it is. All right, good. You came back just in time. Appreciate the call. Sorry. No, nope, all good. Thanks very much. Thanks, oh, mate. and who you got? Who you have today, buddy? Oh, the phone cut out just before. Andy, you can go ahead and make his picks later. Um, okay. N- see? Okay, so there's validity to the idea that he's never actually had to engineer a massive comeback drive or, excuse me, uh, staged a massive comeback, period, that Mac Jones lacks that signature comeback. He doesn't have, like... That signature win. Mac Jones has not been down 21-3 to like Joe Burrow was last year in the AFC Championship at Arrowhead and staged a furious comeback. Like I think, I think it's going to take that. Before he gets back to the playoffs, before he just has a 310-yard, three-touchdown, no-interception game, I think Patriots fans are going to want to see just that, the comeback. Down 10 points in the fourth quarter. Mac Jones throws two touchdown passes. Patriots win. I think that is what's going to start winning fans over. That is what will bring the Foxborough faithful back on Mac Jones's side. Yeah, it would certainly help an iconic win, uh, comeback. Now, again, I think expecting that to happen this year with this coaching staff, this system, this uh, laughably small playbook and adjustments when you read the Boston Herald and all the dysfunction was just not realistic. And, you know, the caller brought up the point, like – what I've said that they don't have the playmakers either. They don't have the number one receiver. They don't have, I don't know what Josh Allen would have been if Stefan Diggs did not arrive in Buffalo, but Brian Dable did. I mean, that's it happened. So we don't know what the alternate history would have been for the bills and for Josh Allen's development. I think there's, we understand that the quarterback is under a spotlight. The quarterback faces immense challenges. The, the statistics and the comparisons are, almost endless like you see all these things like a lot of people think Aaron Rodgers sucks as a comeback guy but a lot of people think he's the greatest comeback guy because he throws Hail Marys and you know a lot of people think he fails because he goes 13 and 3 and then loses in the playoffs but a lot of people think he's great because he goes 13 and 3 you know what I mean you can spin the numbers or the stats or the comparisons any way you want with quarterbacks because there's so many of them and that's the world where Mac lives in he also lives in a world where he had such a three-year dramatic run Mm -hmm. Alabama national title great year great numbers great talent around him beats Cam Newton for the starting job wins in New England goes to the playoffs goes to the Pro Bowl and then to some degree set his own expectations heading into year two that were unfulfilled for whatever reason, talent, coaching, him, some combination, blah, blah, blah. It's just been such a three-year run of of interesting aspects to his development and his career. In the long run, I think we all feel there are very few people that are all in on Mac, right? I think there's two groups right now, the haters, and mm-hmm. then there's the group that's like, well, I'm not sure about him, but I think he deserves at least one more year to prove himself because this year wasn't a realistic fair year. I don't know anybody that's like Max the guy. Do you know very I mean you're in with you're without in any certainty patrol. whatsoever that Mac Jones 100% is the, no, it's more like I think Mac can be the guy. Last year didn't do me any favors, but I'm right. still in on him. You got to cut him some slack and give him a breakfast ball for last year. And then there's the ah Mac Jones, I'm good. I'm out. Moving on. So do you cuz the caller just threw out the idea like wasting time, spinning tires. If you're not sure he's the guy, do you move on? Is it like is Don't that the reason? Don't you think Bill O'Brien would let Bill Belichick know if he doesn't think he's the guy either? Well, I 
again, I, I'm guessing those guys can't be sure he's the guy, but could he be the guy? Can we coach him up? Can he be good enough? Is he good enough to win? What? And a lot of people continue to throw out little little verbiage of, you know, sometimes you got to make a play with your legs. And it's like, well, Mac's not going to do that. I mean, he's he's more mobile than Tom Brady, but he's not going to make plays, quote unquote, with his legs. If that's a prerequisite to modern NFL winning, then move on now because Mac's not going to do it. Move on. Just go. Move on. But I don't necessarily think all coaches believe that's a prerequisite to winning these days. There's different ways to skin the proverbial football cat. And I think there are still people that believe you can win as a pocket passer with a smart head and good reads and accurate throws and the things that Mac could present at his best. And when you're surrounded by a lot of talent and can roll to your left like Mr. Irrelevant himself, Brock Purdy. No doubt there is the man on the phone right now. We'll get one quick call in before we wrap it up and get into our Champ Sunday preview. Down to the South Shore we go, right next to the true city of champions, Braintree, Massachusetts. It's Quincy, and there's a man by the name of Danny. Hi, Danny. Yeah. So, hey, um, Andy, hmm. uh, you made the statement that uh, Belichick ruined two quarterbacks in one night. Mm. Am I right? Mm. Andy? Yes. You did. I'm, I'm saying that's what you said. I want to set up the call because... I said yes. I need you to advance okay. the call. I well, said I'm, yes. I'm you ask question. I say yes. You advance it, please. Okay. Thank you. All right. I didn't hear you. I thought you would... Okay. So, in order, look, look at, in order to be ruined, you have to be unruined going into the ruin. So, you tell me how Matt Jones... And I, and I associate ruin with being permanent, by the way, too. And then you said he ruined Zappi. Hmm. And, and how did he ruin? How do let's start with Matt Jones? How did he ruin him? He broke him. He broke him that night, in my opinion, having to hear the Zappy chants and his family having to leave the stadium in shame and and all of that. So the question is, what's his break point? Is it high, low? That's the NFL. And he didn't. Brilliant didn't do it on purpose. He benched him because he was playing poorly. And this goes back to the last four games of the of of coming out of the bye last year. He played poorly. It was a trend. And the argument is he did it under two different coaches. So we're trying to figure out how much the, was the coach's fault, how much is, was the player's fault. That's and how much was his rookie year? Going on. Everyone's how much was... figures. Josh McDaniels, your hero, yep. coached him last year. And he yep. was on a regressive track. We need to find out why. The jury, and he came back to play his baseline after the injury. And Zappi... To his credit, kept the team afloat, and uh, and and, and uh, so tell me how he ruined Zappy. Uh, did you watch him play? Even Zappy promoters stopped calling for Zappy after the second half of that game when he actually had to throw the ball and chase a lead and was getting every pass batted and picked off. Every pass, okay. Well, first of all, to judge a guy who's that was his fourth game in the NFL, if I'm not mistaken, compared to a guy who already had 21 games under his belt, the playoff game, I would say he gets a pass. So Zappy's, Zappy's better. So Zappy's better. But you don't mention. Wait a minute. You don't mention what he did against Cleveland. Over three hundred yards. Everybody mentions what he did against Cleveland. Again? Everybody again? mentions what he did to, does against Cleveland. That no. was why there were Zappy chants. Nobody mentions it. You, well, you just oh. cut it by that statement. You pick out the bad, and I hear, oh, he played Detroit and he played Cleveland. They suck defenses. All right. Yeah. Well, Detroit. Who did? Who did Matt Jones beat the last four games last year under Josh McDaniels? You're, you're a hero. You keep I'm saying that. I'm trying to figure it, out if it's the coach or the player. It might be both. Or was but it the right rookie now, the year? the media is saying it's all the coaches. Well, Entire media is at war with the coaching staff. And players. And players and coaches. Whoa, 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 whoa. Guess who yeah. else is blaming the coaches? I don't care what they say. No. Guess who? Who else is blaming the coaches? Somebody that I think you respect their opinion. Huh? The players. No, 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 no. Somebody more important than that? Who, Bob Kraft? Robert Kraft and Bill Belichick decided it was time for Joe Judge and Matt Patricia to go. I think that's the most obvious way you can blame people. Robert Kraft is a day late and a dollar short. Oh, so Bill's being held hostage. Bill's being held hostage. No, no, no. You wait a minute. You've talked enough. Let me respond. Okay. Bill's being pl- held hostage? You got all the time, and I, I never know when I'm going to get cut off. That's why I'm talking like the way You've I'm already doing. gone right, longer go than you should, but Bill Belichick oh, okay. got rid of Matt Patricia and Joe Judge as offensive assistants. I'm just going to keep talking. I can talk longer than you. I can talk over you for as long as I want. You've been doing it for years. I'm better than you at it. Bill Belichick decided it was time to move on from Matt Patricia and Joe Judge. So Bill Belichick 
decided coaching was the most important issue on the offensive staff this year, on the offensive system, because he didn't get rid of Mac Jones. And there we have it. Did Thank Danny you very die? much, Danny. Did All I right, kill Danny. Danny? I think that's it. Yep. All right. That's the, there we go. Well, I mean, and also, I never know how much time I'm going to have. I mean, we we probably give Danny because of his uh, his ro- the robust nature of his call, shall we say? It makes for good sports radio theater for many, not for all, but that's okay. To each his own. That's why we do this, and we do it for several hours. So we give give you all kinds of different ways to cut up and prepare and serve the meal. Uh, Give him a little more time. And, you know, I thought that was one the two of you needed to have out. Agree to disagree. It was a fun little episode of First Take, Boston Sports Radio Edition. And lucky us for it. But now we are officially pivoting from that. Good job, Andy. Thanks so much for handling that. We are officially moving on. Nothing but Championship Sunday talk the rest of the way out. 617-779-7937 is the telephone number. When we come back, time to start previewing both games. Shime at 120 with the best bets of the day. Everything else on the table. Final hour, WEI Football Sunday. Coming up. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Oh, oh, oh. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.